Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hey guys, I uh, hope you're all doing well. It's Walter Montero here with the Real Estate Mortgage Show. Anyway, just wanted to give you a bit of an update on what's going on in the marketplace. I'm going to try and give you a couple of... Uh, a couple more shows than I normally give you, just to obviously, obviously fill my time. Number one, with uh, you know being homebound and that sort of thing. We are still working, but obviously we try and stay close to the home base as much as possible. But I want to fill you in on what's going on in the market. Maybe give you some schooling on what's going on. You know, not that I'm one to school anybody or anything like that, but I just want to uh, share some information with you that I think might be helpful to you. Okay, so basically the information I want to share with you is, first of all, answering a question. And the question, I guess, what we're getting anytime I'm out for a walk, one of my neighbors sees me or if I'm in the grocery store and somebody asks about what's going on in the marketplace or how is it still selling during the COVID-19 crisis? And the answer is yes. Okay, so houses are definitely still selling in our Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo market. However, the market is completely different. It is definitely different than before COVID-19. So how is it different? Well, first of all, there are a lot less listings on the market. Okay, so a lot of sellers have gotten a little nervous with this whole COVID-19 situation. So a lot of them have pulled it off the market. Some people are uneasy. They've had to pull them off the market because of maybe job situations. Maybe they're just scared of the COVID-19 virus itself, you know, that sort of thing. And um, so that's why they've pulled them off the market. So as a result of that, the rules of supply and demand obviously kick in. Okay, so there's less to pick from, which was there was already less to pick pick from to begin with. There is even less now. So I guess the people that are on the market, I guess the good thing for buyers is those are typically serious sellers that are on the market. They They more than likely need to sell their house. Now, on the other side of the coin, buyers that are buying in the market today are also people that need to buy. Why would somebody need to buy or sell? Well, we don't know. There's all kinds of different situations. The people that sold, that are selling, maybe they've already gone ahead and bought another place and they need to get their house sold. You know, they were sort of capitalizing on the, all the activity that was going on in the marketplace up until COVID-19 and then they got stuck in the middle of it. Maybe they got a job transfer. Maybe, you know, there's financial situations. They, you know, there's all kinds of different reasons. Why do people need to buy? Same situation. Maybe they're in a situation where they've sold their property. They need to buy something. Or, uh, you know, their their employment is questionable and they want to be able to get the financing done before, um, you know, the wheels start falling off. So, you know, it, it just depends on, on, on why there's various reasons. But homes are definitely selling in today's market. Now, I can tell you in our in our market, the price ranges that seem to be the busiest is anywhere from, you know, obviously buying a home under 300000 in our community is almost impossible anymore. But let's say 300000 right up to about, I'm going to say the cutoff point is probably around 750000 That's sort of the honey in terms of homes still moving. They're still selling. Now, are homes selling above that? Yes, absolutely. But certainly not in the abundance that they were before Okay, and that's really more than anything because of supply and demand. That part of the inventory has almost disappeared. That's what's going on. That's what I see. That's what I observe. Now, what are people doing differently as a result of COVID-19? Well, number one, 
some sellers are not letting any showings happening at all. Okay, so when they do that, what they've done is they've done very extensive pictures of the home, they've done a virtual tour, they've done all that. They post the listing onto MLS and then they say, hey, we want you to see this house on online before you make a decision on buying it. Now, are you expected to buy that house sight unseen? No, not necessarily. You're certainly free to if you want to, but what, what happens in many cases in people that make that request is that you make an offer on the property conditional on viewing and you being satisfied with that showing, okay? So that's typically how it works. That condition is usually very, very short. No more than maybe a day, two days at the most, okay? You make an offer, get it accepted. Somebody goes in, looks at your house, and they either go ahead with the deal or they don't, okay? Some of these deals are falling apart, and that's why it makes it a little bit more complicated, the other choice, of course, is to continue to allow showings, okay? Now, when you continue to allow showings, we have to make sure that everybody is COVID compliant, so to speak, okay? And what we do is we fire off everybody a questionnaire uh, to make sure that um, they haven't been exposed to COVID-19. So first of all, the one thing that we, what we wanna do is expose it only to serious buyers, we want to know why they're coming in. Are they, you know, have they, have they bought something? Have they sold something? What is the real reasoning for them to want to buy a property? Because, you know, we don't want the tire kickers. You want to keep the tire kickers out, folks, because, hey, let's face it. This virus, nobody knows what's going on. So, you know, we want to expose other people as little as possible to each other. You're letting them into your home. Now, if the showing ends up getting confirmed, then there's usually four very pertinent questions that the seller needs an answer for needs needs an answer for number one has the buyer been out of the out of the province of Ontario in the last fourteen days? They want to know that all right that's simply a yes or no number two has the buyer been in close contact with anybody that has been diagnosed with covid nineteen in the last fourteen days? Yes or no the third question is has the buyer been in close contact with anybody that has traveled in the last 14 days? Yes or no. And then the last question is, has the buyer or any of their immediate family experienced any of the flu or virus type symptoms in the last 14 days? I.e. cough, sore throat, respiratory illness, difficulty breathing, that sort of thing. Those are the four questions that they want answers to. And I can tell you, if you answer yes to any one of those, you're very likely not going to be let into the house. Okay, but it's very important that you answer those questions honestly. Now, once an offer is in place, then, and, and if you go ahead with the deal, what we are recommending people do is, is insert further COVID-19 clauses into the agreement of purchase and sale. Okay, the first one is with regards to COVID-19. If COVID-19 ends up causing the lending institution or the title office to close, then the deal will close within five business days of those institutions reopening. Okay, so that's number one. So if there's a closing issue because of the title office or obviously the registry office or the lending institution, then you need to have that, that clause in there. Number two is putting in a clause pertaining to if either the buyer or the seller experiences having to be quarantined for COVID-19. They can delay the closing for 14 calendar days 
so that after that, you know, that, uh, that isolation period, then the deal can close after that time. Okay. And then the third clause that we recommend people do is if the deal happens to uh, close or if the deal happens to come to a close and the registry office is closed, you can put in a condition or a, a clause that allows you to close the deal in escrow. So that means that the new buyer gets possession of the house, money is exchanged, okay, but obviously title is not conveyed. So the money that's exchanged stays with the solicitor's trust account, and then once the registry office opens, then the deal is registered. Those are typically the three clauses that go into an agreement of purchase and sale, or obviously the ones that are recommended. Are some people writing offers without these clauses? Yes, uh, but they're taking a chance because if those clauses aren't in there, okay, COVID-19 is not an answer, is not a reason for you to not go ahead with the deal. You're in breach of contract if you do not close on the deal, okay, regardless if it's your fault or not, you're still in breach, all right? Now, what I would recommend, especially to sellers, is if you accept an offer during this time period, make sure that you get a very strong deposit on the agreement of purchase and sale. Okay, because it's easy to walk away from five or $10,000, folks. But what you want to ask for is 50 and, you know, in some markets, even a $100,000 deposit to make sure that you got a good, solid deal. I hope this information helps. If you've got any questions with regards to uh, buying, selling, refinancing, especially during this COVID-19 crisis, by all means, feel free to reach out to me at 519-624-9222. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222 or walter at MaximumResults.ca or you can find me online at www.CambridgeHouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email Karen at Karen at MaximumResults.ca or you can find her online at www.m as in Mary, R as in Roger, financial.ca. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great week.